is Steve Kemp with the People Not Titles podcast, and we're really excited today. We're at Steel Horse Realty in uh, Menominee Falls. Menominee Falls, yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Wisconsin. And we are with the owner of Steel Horse, Mikey Whitcomb. So, Mikey, welcome to the podcast. Glad to have you. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So, Mikey, I love to hear people's stories, and that's why we're here. Okay. Um, and so, how did you start off in sales in general? Well, you know, um, a little bit about me is I grew up sure. on, a, on a dairy farm okay, out here in Wisconsin. And uh, after I left that, I was building houses for... Um, so how long were you on the dairy farm? Until I was like 19. Okay. Left that. Milking cows? Milking cows, you know, field work. Was it cheesy work? <laughs> wah, wah, wah. Well, we're in Wisconsin, right? So cheesy work. So, um, yeah, I mean, we were doing that, you know, shoveling shit. Right? Yeah, so yeah, that's yeah. just what it was. Um, it was... We're still doing a little bit of that now. <laughs> well, there is that sometimes. But, yeah, I did that. Um, then I started building houses. Okay. Um, what year was that when you started building? I would say... 97. Okay. 97. Yeah. Did that for like... 10, 15 years. Okay. Right? Even, and how'd you, how'd you do during the... The, the downfall away the crisis. You know, ironically enough, that's when I became a real estate agent. Wow, okay. When the market crashed that August, I became a real estate agent in okay. 08. And were you caught in a precarious situation with... No, the, I mean, it was just... Um, I, I mean, was already taking building class. and all that I was kind already, of thing. I was already taking classes, okay. and um, my wife, I'll put a credit to her, she's seen that I'm a good people person. Yeah. I care about people, that's why I got in this business, because I care about people. It's mm -hmm. not just a paycheck. Mm -hmm. You know, you seek doing the right thing money falls anyways mm -hmm. you know so mm -hmm. yeah she's like hey you should do something I, mean, I, I was I had 10 15 years ahead of people of working physically hard because working up on a dairy farm right mm -hmm. so I worked hard for a long time mm -hmm. prior to most people do mm -hmm. so I'm like I don't want to do this no more and so at 31 I said no oh, I don't I don't know what I do so a guy in my church he owned like three businesses and he's like what do we what do you let me back up so, we had our second kid, um, and he in '05, and uh, so I was still building houses. But um, my wife is going to quit her job. She's got a, a degree or a master's in business, so she's working at Wells Fargo in corporate in downtown Milwaukee, making good money. I was doing good money, but the childcare for two kids was like twelve hundred dollars a month. You're working to pay for child I'm like, well, what's the purpose? So mm -hmm. we, we discussed it. She was going to go be a stay-at-home mom and do daycare on the side for other kids. And But when she told her at Wells Fargo, they offered her 35000 more a year to stay there. Kaboom. So I'm quitting now. <laughs> and being a Mr. Mom. Wow. So literally, that's really, I mean, that's before I got into real estate, right? So you, had to, you came to a crossroads, and your, your wife had this big uh, opportunity on the table, and you're like, okay, well, how do I respond? What do I do? I, you know, it was definitely um, humbling mm -hmm. to be that Mr. Mom, a stay-at-home dad. Mm -hmm. um, thankless work. Well, it is thankless, but it's hard. It's yeah. not easy. Yeah, I know. You know what I mean? Yeah. Their kids, my kids are, my older two are 15 months apart, so yeah. two in diapers, you yeah. know. Naps, yeah, clean the house, baths, repetitive nonsense. Over and over. Yeah, yeah, I mean, so it was, it was good, but it definitely humbled me. Yeah, and that's when I became a Christian. Mm. 
during that time. You needed God's help to get through it. Well, you know, um, before that, I was a man's man. I still am, but yeah. a man's man, jerky. Yeah. Right? Women are below us. Yeah. Sort of thought. Not totally yeah, that yeah. way, but, you know. I get it. Um, so, yeah, and that's when I found God, you yeah. know, and, and started going to church. Okay. Um, gave my life to the Lord, and, you know, and then I was so the guy seen at my church that I had potential and stuff. He goes, what do you want to do? Yeah. So said, how, long, how long were you a uh, stay-at-home dad? Well, two and a half years. Okay. That's a long time. It was a long time. Yeah. It was, my I, wife has been a stay-at-home mom the whole time through our all, all of our kids. Sure. And it's, 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 it's a grinding work that if you don't, if you don't have love in your heart, you can't run on just fuel uh, alone no. because you start to run empty. Well, I mean, it, it, it I figure that out because it affects the marriage, it affects how you interact with the children. Yeah. You know, you gotta, first of all, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll get into what I'm gonna say in a second. But, um, so it was two and a half years, I did it. Um, and then was going to church, and a guy at my church was saying, Hey, you know, what do you wanna do? I said, I don't know. I mean, I built houses, I know a lot about houses. I said, How about real estate? He goes, How much is that? I said, I don't know. I have to look. The next week, I said, he goes, how much is that? He goes, it's five hundred. I said, it's five hundred dollars to get get the classes and get the licensing and stuff like that. He goes, he pulled five hundred dollars cash out of his pocket. Go do it. Wow. And that's how I became a real estate agent. Wow. So someone kind of sponsored you and said, hey, initially, yes, yeah, it was a God thing for sure. Yeah. Obviously, God's right. like, hey, I mean, here's your cash now. So you go, yeah. Do it. What excuse do you have now? None. You didn't Zero. Need any. Yeah. No, you're the yeah. fire now. Go do yeah. it. So, I so who'd you join? Century Twenty One affiliated first. Okay. Yeah. I started joining them. Uh, Vicki Kelsoff. She was my mentor. Okay. She still is. I still talk to her. She's an awesome lady. Um, okay. But um, I got in 08 when it crashed. August of 08. My wow. family's like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> They're like, what the hell are you doing, Mike? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, uh, I can make it the worst time ever. I can make it. I can make my mistakes right now. Mm -hmm. And nobody's going to notice. Yeah, because people are running for the hills. It's chaos everywhere. Right. So no one will notice I'm That's making a mistake. That's great perspective, time. actually, yeah. to come in when the fire is burning. Well, a lot of millionaires are made in that time. Yeah. You know? And so did you, did, how did you manage your stay-at-home work with your kids and real estate? Um, so around that time, it was phasing out, right? And the kids were getting older. Mm -hmm. um, so... One was going to school. And family members, yeah, family members were watching for a day or two. Yeah. I'm going to work for, you know, so they're watching, you know, during the day, maybe four or five hours, I go into work and do that. And yeah. then get my, you know, feet wet doing this stuff. How long did it take you to get your first listing? Three months. Okay. That's that's kind of normal, right? Yeah, you know, it's usually six. Okay. I think the national average yeah. is like six. Okay, so it takes time. It takes time. I mean... There's a lot of stuff that go involved in this, and most people want to get in and say, "Hey, you know, I can make your money." Right. But you don't know what the iceberg on the bottom of the iceberg is, right? Right. There. It's got the hard hours and stuff like that. So, but yeah, it was three months, which was great. I mean, but at that time, I was still dressing like everyone else. Yeah. Right. Um, suit and tie. Yeah. Clean shaved. Mm -hmm. You weren't no. able to differentiate yourself and be who you really were. Yeah, it wasn't me. Yeah. It never was me. So yeah. finally, I, the first year, I think I did probably 10 sales my first year. Which is, that's pretty remarkable, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. My first year, and I'm like, you know what? This is not me. Mm -hmm. I can't wear this. I'm not wearing slacks. I don't mm -hmm. I do not do those things. So mm -hmm. 
Then I started dressing and being me. So people would, people you know, would see you show up and be like, "Who's this guy?" Yeah. You know, <laughs> I, Mikey. I show up motorcycles now, and I have for years. <laughs> right. Um, but I'm a professional. Yeah. I, mean, I know about the houses and right. You get the job done. That's what we do. Yeah. So, but yeah, and then the next couple of years, you know, it was good. So at what point did your wife leave her job then? So um, the worm turned. The worm did turn. <laughs> it certainly did. Um, so. And it was probably seven years ago she did. Uh-huh. So this steel horse is six years old. Okay. She worked with me for a year at since 21. Okay. Um, and, and is uh, that what, we got some awards here. But yeah. Is that what the awards are from Century 21? They were from Century 21, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, you got, you, so you, did you, did you start to really, you know, your first year, did you think, okay, I can do this? You know, it. it you got to have a backing, right? Mm -hmm. So my wife was very support, supportive of the whole situation. Mm -hmm. She's like, Mikey, you can do this stuff. You know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. off the off the cut record, you know, my parents, you know, they weren't just typical parents living mm -hmm. their lives. Didn't mm -hmm. really pay attention to the kids. Mm -hmm. and, you know, didn't give you um, ambition in life, right? Mm -hmm. you just mm -hmm. what you're going to do, yada, yada. Mm -hmm. So um, but she backed me. And, and, and I realized, I'm like, yeah, I'm good at talking to people. And I can sell stuff. So... Mm -hmm. Why not? Mm -hmm. So I started believing in myself at that point. Um, was there, uh, so what? at what point did you decide that, you know, uh, this is going to be something that you wanted to be an entrepreneur, you wanted to own your own business? Um, so the concept of Steel Horse came about when I was just 21, probably, I would say, eight years ago. Mm -hmm. Eight years ago, my wife, me and my wife were having coffee one day, and, you know, how do we really definitely? If you, she's calling right now. Yeah, if you want to take it, we can. We can no, no, that's fine. Okay, she's, she's fine. Yeah, um, okay. um, but what's what are we gonna do? What to differentiate ourselves from someone else, right? Because there's yep. ten million freaking realtors out there. Yep. They all got the Audis. They all got the. What What are we gonna do? Who are we? Yeah. And I've always rolled motorcycles, mm -hmm. so I'm like, why don't we come up with a motorcycle group of it? You know, and bikers working with bikers to buy and sell real estate. Mm-hmm. Having coffee one morning, that's what it was. Wow. We came up with the name Iron Horse at first, and I'm like, that's a train. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then he was thinking, and I'm thinking in my head, like, oh, that Bon Jovi song. Yeah, yeah. Steel Horse I Ride. Yeah. You know? So it's Steel Horse. So, yeah. Wow. That's why we came up with it. And uh, and what were the steps for you? To, I mean, it, it seemed like, you know, so you went from, you know, really working on a farm, building some homes for others, yes, right? Yeah. To stay-at-home dad, yeah. to salesperson. I mean, it's amazing. And then to I'm now going to be an entrepreneur. Yeah. And did you did anything surprise you about starting up your business that you were you didn't expect? Um. Not really. Okay. You know, I do my studying before I do stuff. Yeah. So I really paperwork, setup, whatever it takes. Recon, I do a lot of so. My, going back to my wife. Yeah. She was at Wells Fargo, right? Mm -hmm. And they made that big cut seven years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, here in Wisconsin, mm -hmm. and her job moved to Des Moines. Mm -hmm. Either you can take your job in Des Moines, or you, we gotta let you go and give you. She got a nice severance package, but we gotta let you go. I'm like, I'm not moving to Des Moines. What the heck am I gonna move to Des Moines for? Mm -hmm. Freaking nothing there. Okay. You know, so she's another decision, another crossroad, another crossroad. And she, she's like, well, what are we gonna do, Mike? I said, you come work with me. Mm -hmm. Why not? You know, we get along great. Let's. Mm -hmm. And she's more of an organized, and I'm. I'm the guy that's, <laughs> let's go. You know, that's just what I am. And so how long has she been working with you? Seven years. Okay. 
Seven years. So she she worked with me a year at well, um, at C twenty one. C twenty one, and she's like, "Why, Mikey? They're taking so much money from you. Let's go. Why are we not having our own business?" And Steel Horse was already picking up speed at that time. Mm -hmm. I said, "So why not?" And it doesn't really, you know, the overhead on creating a real estate brokerage. Nothing. Mm -hmm. I mean, mm -hmm. it's not a lot. It's something, right. but it's not right. what people think. You, you know? keep it low too by being creative and whatnot. Keep, keep right? it low, low dues. I mean, get a small space, you know, and people don't really come in the office anyways no more. Yeah. You know. So, Mike, when you were, uh, so for I want to go back to your your the time with your kids at home. Right. So, what happened to you as a man during that period of time? So, it happened to me is obviously, and I'm sure you can speak to this. God mm -hmm. breaks you down to nothing. Mm -hmm. To build you back up the right way that he sees fit for you. Yeah. And yeah. he's called you to do. Yeah. Um, during that time, I got a degree in Christian studies too as well. So I'm an ordained minister as well. Wow. Yeah. So he took away your identity, your work identity, you know, all the things that sometimes men particularly migrate to. Right. And I did, oh, what do you do for a living, right? Yeah. Mm, you know? Yeah. So I don't know, you know, nothing or I'm at home, which you realize that's a big job. This is probably the most important job in the world, it raising is. kids. Yes. And so it probably gave you just appreciation for the day-to-day the -day moments yeah. that you have with your children that right. are really beautiful. But they're, most people would look at that and go, oh, that's just a kid crawling around the floor, yeah. you know, or, yeah. or that's just a kid taking the first steps, or right. that's just a kid doing this. But you got to witness some of that. I, I got to witness it, and I thank God every day for it. They were, kids are great, you know. I mean, they humbled me. Mm -hmm. God humbled me. Mm -hmm. um, so it changed my directory of path in life because... Mm -hmm. Um, there was a study done and, and I forget when it was done it was probably early 1900s there was a study of one family that were they denounced Jesus mm -hmm. and one family was a pastor mm. and they showed the lineage of those people um, six to ten generations right mm -hmm. so the ones that were criminals right mm -hmm. they were all criminals they were murderers hookers you know, been on death row. Mm -hmm. The ones with that chose Jesus. Mm -hmm. um, lawyers, senators, mm -hmm. pastors, ministers, ministers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So good for the community. It really opened my eyes. I'm like, now, do I want to keep continuing the path of this way? The well, you know, my family before. Yeah, my great grandfather uh, killed himself making bad moonshine. He didn't run it off long enough. He he died. Wow. You know, so my drinking it. Yeah. So my grandfather was given up in foster care during the Great Depression. Hmm. So how do I change this? How do I change this lineage? How do I mean, so it clearly... And it's tough to break out, right? It's tough it to is. change directions because you're really a trailblazer for your family, aren't you? Right now, yes. Yeah. I mean, which is okay. I mean, I'm, yeah. I, I, I have a warrior spirit and I know that. Yeah. I'm, I'm fighting and I found ways to fight because the spirit realm is so huge. Mm -hmm. People don't realize it. They go to their day-to-day -day life and they mm -hmm. see, you know, I'm going to do this job, I'm going to do that job, I'm going to work hard, I'll get it done. But they don't see that there are familiar spirits attached to you from mm -hmm. your family. Mm -hmm. They don't see that uh, if you do things, right, mm -hmm. um, like commit adultery and stuff mm -hmm. like that, you open a door and give them legal rights to touch you, mm -hmm. come mm -hmm. mess with your life. Mm -hmm. So I figured all those things, I, mean, I didn't figure it out, but God gave me grace to mm -hmm. know about those things. Mm -hmm. And it's a huge thing. Yeah. So I know how to defeat them. Mm -hmm. Do you want to know how to defeat them? Sure. Literally. So remember when David fought Goliath? 
Yes. Okay, what do you say to him? What did, what did Goliath say well, to no, David? No, what did David say to him? I think he said something to the effect of, today is the day I'm going to you know, kill you, chop but, your head off. So feed you to the birds. He did say that, but he absolutely did. <laughs> he told him he was going to do it, which was right, great. Right, But what he really said, he went, there's and another how, part yeah, of it. How, how dare you <laughs> mock uh, the God of Israel. Yep. But he said, you come to me with sword and staff and shield. I come to you in the name of the Lord Jesus, the Lord of, not mm -hmm. Jesus, Jesus, yeah, yeah. the Lord of hosts. Yes. So and he's coming in a different name. I'm coming in the name of the Lord of hosts. Yeah. So you have a power behind you. That's it. Yeah, authority Period. given to you. That's already there. Yeah. And most people don't know about it no yeah, more. He grabbed onto it, and all the people on the hillside were all watching, had the same authority, yeah. could have grabbed onto it, perhaps, yeah. and uh, but chose not to hide, cower in fear, sit around. Well, and fear. this uh, brave guy had to come up and... Well, fear, because, you know, obviously he was humbled as being a shepherd boy, at least of his father's mm -hmm. house and yep. stuff like that, so... Yeah. God did a similar thing, right? Yeah, yeah. He took him and he's like, hey, you know, we're going to teach you this. And that's yeah. just what it was. So, yeah. so what you do is you come, whatever spirit may be. I mean, because mm -hmm. anything that makes you feel less than and negative in your life mm -hmm. is an evil spirit. It's mm -hmm. not of God, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So you come and say, I come in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ to the spirit of anger, right? Mm -hmm. I bind you up and I rebuke you off me in Jesus' name. Mm -hmm. Amen. That's it. Mm -hmm. That is all. Mm -hmm. It's gone. It's done. Well, you I mean... It, Depends how long that spirit's been there. Yeah. So you do have to fight. I mean, what the Bible says, pray without ceasing. Yeah. You got to fight. But there's a caveat to this. Mm -hmm. There's always good versus evil. Mm -hmm. So spirit of anger, spirit of love. You can loosen, bind and loosen. Mm -hmm. It says in the Bible, what you bind on earth is bound in heaven. Mm -hmm. What's loose on earth is loose in heaven. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I was reading this morning, uh, Mikey, that um, if you want to, if you want to avoid criticism. Don't say anything. Don't be anything. Mm -hmm. Don't do anything. That's the easy way. So you decided to say something, be someone, and do some things, right. and you probably face some criticism. Oh, for sure. Yeah, and so what did that, how, how do you overcome that? How do you overcome the criticism? Especially well, as a young person, you know, now you're seasoned, you're yeah. accomplished, but you're just beginning as a, as a, as a dad that's going to make a bold decision to stay home. What the heck are you doing, right? Or you're just beginning in sales. Mikey, you can't sell nothing. You never sold anything. Yeah. You're going to be a failure. Okay. How do you, what what provided the mental toughness? I understand your wife was there for you. Yeah, providing that. and building you up and right. providing confidence. Um, what provided, it's just looking at my children. Mm -hmm. There's no room for failure in that. Okay. There's not. Yeah. I mean, so it's you, like I can't fail. You do it or not. So find something bigger than yourself. Find something bigger in yourself. I mean, obviously, the power that, like you said, is inside of us. Is, yeah. Is with Jesus and the Holy Spirit, with the, yeah. you know, the Holy Spirit is inside of us. We have the power. I mean, greater is He that is in us than He in the world. So that's when I became a Christian, and I, I started realizing it, and I was on fire, and then I fell off for a little while too. Yeah. Once I started doing it goes, success. Yeah, it kind of it kind of moves in to re, to really revitalize you where He yeah. does, yeah. and then He kind of says, okay. Enough help from me. Yeah. Now you, yeah. you know, yeah. you start building yourself up as a man. You start being intentional right. about who you want to be because he's giving you choices. What are you going to do when you wake up? Right. Even though you're a Christian, you still got to make some phone calls. You still got to go out there and hustle, whether yeah. you're in jeans or on your motorcycle Absolutely. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. You got to make stuff happen. There's yeah. a lot of Christians at, at Century 21 still sitting there that haven't made a sale. Well, that's the problem. Here's the thing is, I'm telling you, um, you have to work. 
You have to open I mean, it. God's going to open a door for you. Yeah. But you got to go walk through that dang door. Yeah. You got to walk through it and do stuff. Yeah. So you come over, you know. So, so I, what, what was your routine as a Century 21 person? I mean, would you? Would I you, get up. I was the first one there. Okay. And the last one to leave. Okay. That's a big lesson. Yeah. So they might go, oh, Mike's a Christian. Yeah, I went to church. So I'm going to be a Christian. Go to church. Okay, listen to that part too. Yeah. <laughs> right. Don't miss the part where he was there first and left the yeah. last. Yeah, I mean, it's... And it, why did you do that, Mike? Because I wanted to learn all I can learn and be all I can be for mm -hmm. my children. Mm -hmm. And then, again, like you said, it changes your lineage. Mm -hmm. You've got, you know, the, the trailblazer has the hardest part, mm -hmm. as you know. Mm -hmm. You do. Mm -hmm. you got to be... You know, there, there's times that you're going to fall on your face. There's times that you're going to, you know, kick in the nuts. Mm -hmm. I mean, mm -hmm. but you got to get up. It's not how many times you fall. It's how many times you get up. Amen. Yeah. Just all it is. You got to get up. And yeah. Do it. And I always say, uh, particularly about salespeople, is that I never, when I started off in sales, I never wanted to um, just go, oh, I'm going to make work eight hours and see how it goes. No, I'm going to, I'm going to oversteer towards more. Yeah. Working harder, uh, putting more effort in, because I don't know how much it's going to take for me to make a sale. So I'm going to say, I'm going to be here first, I'm going to be here last yeah. until I make it. And then you can be more efficient, right. and you start to squeeze it down once you hone your craft and you understand right. your numbers and your process and all that. Yep. When did you feel like you had your process where you started to say, okay, I understand this business, I know how to make money, this is, can be a little bit more predictable for, for me. How long did it take you to get there? It was probably four years. Four years. Yeah. Yeah. So that's like a college degree. Yeah. Right? Right. Because you're there early, leaving late for yeah. four years, and finally, it's like all of a sudden you start to see the game differently, right. and you become more of an expert at it. An well, expert. I mean, you got to be the person, because people can read you, right? Mm -hmm. If you're out there trying to sell the biggest investment that most people have in their lives right mm -hmm. they got to see that you're confident to do that mm -hmm. so you got to be first of all you got to love yourself mm -hmm. number one mm -hmm. i mean you can't be a guy that's, that's you got to be your biggest fan you got to love yourself <laughs> i mean that's the problem with a lot of america right yeah. now yeah. a lot of people don't love themselves right yeah. now it's just what it is self-hatred right i'm a bad person my grandfather did this whatever it or is or something happened in their life you know because you know look at this i got a ministry that i'm starting right now um I don't know the name of it yet, cause, but... Steel Horse. I'm kidding. No. <laughs> no, but it's it's for um, healing men. Heal the man to heal the family. Okay. Right? Yep. Most men don't love themselves. Mm. And here's the reason why. Something has happened, and I'm sure in your life, when you were a child, where you were this carefree, believed every, anything you can do, mm -hmm. and something happened in your life that changed that. Mm -hmm. 8, 10, 12, who knows? But mm -hmm. there's always been something that every man has. Mm -hmm. Or women too as well, but yeah. I'm, I'm gearing towards men because the man's that have the house. And I'm not saying it, you know, chauvinistically, no, I but I'm saying, you know, biblically wise. Mm -hmm. So something's happened. And let's let women heal women. You you feel called to heal men. That's, yep. your, that's your role. Absolutely. Yeah, you're so, a man. You, you can easily identify. I can. Yeah. And I've done a lot of crazy things in my life mm -hmm. that were not good. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So I've always had this power of um, influence on people. And mm -hmm. I always did stuff as a kid. Mm -hmm. I mean, just like, not like... It was much. kind of maybe even a natural leadership. It was. It was yeah. absolutely was, but I used a lot of it for years mm -hmm. for bad. Mm -hmm. You know, like, hey, let's do this drink today. Let's mm -hmm. do this, you mm -hmm. know. Mm -hmm. Let's go jump on, you know, a, a plane. You know, mm -hmm. let's go do something. And I get, 
that wasn't really a good aspect of it because that's fun but mm -hmm. doing something you know to make it bad now i realize it's, i can do it to use good so that's why i'm doing it with the men and and there probably was a time when you were a kid mm -hmm. right that switched you somehow mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. from that from carefree yeah believe you can do anything yeah and it switched you mm -hmm. right well, let's get back to that guy because mm -hmm. that guy's real he's mm -hmm. there you're that's the closest you've ever been to God because you just came from God, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. As a little child. Mm -hmm. That's why he loved, God loves children because it, it just came. He knew you before you were formed in your mother's womb, right? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. that's the first aspect of it to try to heal guys and mm -hmm. stuff like that. Awesome. Yeah. And when, when are you going to start that up or what's the plan? You know, I don't really have a total plan yet. I'm, I'm just getting downloaded okay. for um, stuff yeah. that I can be... You're getting a vision. It's a vision already. It's just yeah. I, I gotta finish getting downloaded before I bring it out fully. Okay, um, that's exciting. Help. Yeah. Um, okay, so you started your company now, Steel Horse. Uh, so tell us a little bit about just where it's at today, Mikey. How many agents do you have here? We have ten. Okay. We have ten agents now. Um, and what what's what's a prototypical agent that you're looking for that for this firm? Like when they deal with a Steel Horse agent, the public, what can they count? They can count on integrity, mm -hmm. ethical, okay. um, knowing your craft, knowing houses, because I spend time with each one of my realtors going through houses. Yeah, and you're not just serving bikers. No. You're serving everybody. Absolutely. I mean, you know, yeah, you know. well, I'm, I'm not stifling myself. Right. This is who I am. Right. right. This is who I am. Yeah. This is the company. So, yeah. um, no, it's anybody. So, there's all different people. Like, I, got, I got a group of, of Latino uh, ladies that work for me. Yeah. Fine. That's I mean, great. But teach them how to ride a motorcycle eventually. Oh well, yeah, absolutely. So, but I teach every one of them about houses. So I go through houses, and they spend two, three months with me mm -hmm. going through houses. Why does this work this way? How to look for stuff, you know? Um, prior to writing an offer, so you can you be an expert here. Like, hey, this house might have this big potential problem. I don't think we should write on it, or we should, or mm -hmm. right. And that way, it's up to the clients decision anyways mm -hmm. so we educate them and just that's what it is and so um i i know that you have some big things that you can't talk about not yet uh we'll we'll come back up for that one but what what really is the vision let's say that doesn't even come through whatever we were talking about before what is the vision for this firm like what how do you see you know 20 years from now you're talking about your kids and envisioning them eventually work in the business right. and what's your vision for just the place here well my vision well you know my vision is to be um nationwide mm -hmm. it's steel horse we're, we're a biker real estate company bikers working with bikers buying sell houses we want it you mean it's a niche thing i guess it is mm -hmm. but right but nobody's going after the real people like us mm -hmm. we're just real people we're average joes mm -hmm. you know but it but it's people that make, resonates by the way yeah, but it resonates with me and i've never ridden a motorcycle in my life but when I think about it, I go, okay, that's that's a kind of warrior spirit. But the thing know? is, it's 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 like a brotherhood when you ride a bike, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. you, you, I don't know if you've seen it before. People, you, you ride by a bike on a bike, people wave. Oh yeah, every waves. Yeah. So it's a brotherhood. So it's someone making two million a year mm -hmm. in in corporate America. Yeah. To making thirty thousand a year, it's all a whole different genre. We're all have one passion together is riding motorcycles, but there's professionals in every aspect of that. Mm -hmm. You know, just because you're a biker, you're not. It means you're professional. I mean, people have that persona of these old. No, bikers. no, 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 no. That's, no. that's, that's a bullshit. So, <laughs> you know, it's funny. My my family and I. This is uh, maybe, uh, tw maybe fifteen twenty years ago. 
we decided we're going to go out west. Right. And we're riding out west, and I'm, I'm thinking, wow, I see a lot of motorcycles like driving this Sturgis, way. Huh? So we went to Rapid City oh. on the night of Sturgis. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, we were like, I mean, you, you've been there and you've seen it. I, it, I felt completely safe, yeah. completely yeah. respected, you know. So... Um, you know, so there's no, there's no, no, no this, we is, don't, this is, and there's incredible money in biking. Yes. There's incredible, you know, so there's, there's a whole population of wealth yeah. and from the, every tier of socioeconomic yep. in the biking world. Absolutely. So it's I all think over. it's fantastic. It's all over. I mean, yeah. why wouldn't you want to work with someone that you, that you like? And that, that's, you know, our slogan is, um, your road home starts here. Mm-hmm. Right. That's awesome. Yeah. Steel horse is your road home starts here. Yeah, so Nate, so I love it. So, okay, I, I want to get, you know, so let's say I'm a day one realtor here, mm-hmm. Mikey, and um, and I want to I wanna make it. What, you know, what's your advice to me? How do I get started? What do I do? What kind of mentality? Well, it's I just, you, you, you're not a secret agent, mm-hmm. right? Right. So you got to get out and get your name out there. Get your sphere of influence because that's where it's going to start. Yeah, talk to people you know. That's right. That's where it starts. Get sphere of influence. No is going to come at you quite a bit, mm-hmm. so you're going to have to be prepared to have no. Mm-hmm. It's just what it is. Yeah. And then what's the no? No is closer to a yes. You know what I mean? So. So I like to be able to take rejection. You have to take re- rejection because it happens. Yeah. Um, what else? Never give up. Yeah. You know, never give up. You mm-hmm. can't give up because if you give up, you know, it's like you should probably seen that cartoon where there's two guys digging for the diamonds. Yeah. And one guy's almost there, and he gives up, and the other guy's still going. The mm-hmm. diamonds are right there. Mm-hmm. You don't never know when that next deal is going to be, mm-hmm. but you got to put yourself out there and keep fighting for it every day. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not given um, success every day. That's yep. you got to go create it. You got to go like create that. the success every day. You're not just giving it. Every day you got to create it. I mean, just like the Bible says, His mercies are new every day. Mm-hmm. We gotta go fight and get your stuff every day too. You know, I, I love that that you gotta. You know, there's something that says that you know that uncomfortable feeling that you have is the space ahead ahead of you that you're supposed to be co-creating with God in. Absolutely. So it's like, okay, what is it? There's that mystery. There's that what's going to happen. Well, part of it is I don't know what's going to happen, but you gotta make something happen. You, you know? gotta make sense. You gotta trust the Lord too. Yeah, sure. absolutely. You gotta trust Him yeah. because he, he he directs your path. No doubt. Um, but you but, gotta take it. He could say, "Hey, go there, there," and you go, "Oh wow, He directed my path." It's like, but you're still standing on the street. Get yeah. on the freaking path. That's you know, everybody wants the shiny fruit. Yep. Right. They want the shiny fruit. Yep. How's the fruit grow? Yeah. It's a tree. Yeah. So it's you. Yeah. You gotta grow yourself. I mean, if you, I, I'll say it the way it is. I mean, you gotta grow yourself in in the knowledge of Christ and who He says you are. Yeah. If you have to know of what God says who you are. Mm-hmm. If you don't know who God says you are, the devil and the demons or this world will beat the crap out of you. You ain't got no, no ammo to fight them. You know, uh, I love it. You know, there's actually this, you know, my, my journey of faith is, is really, I would describe it as I went from who he is mm-hmm. to who I am. And one, you know, once you know who he is, you can get closer to who you are. And... You know, and and so I, I I fully concur with that. That once you know you who you are, you come a lot closer to being all you can be. That, that that's a correct statement for yeah. sure. I mean, it's it's, but it's never like I said before. I mean, before I was taping, you never yeah. arrive. Yeah, you never arrive. Don't think you're ever going to arrive because right. complacency 
destroys great ideas mm. or great people or great futures. Yeah, that's you, great. You can't just sit there and say, hey, I'm, I'm going to coast on this. Mm-hmm. You, get, you can't. Mm-hmm. You got to keep fighting. You start stagnating. But yeah, I mean, you're not growing. Yeah. You know, so if you're sitting there, I mean, do you think, you know, just like a marriage, right? Here, if yeah. you look at it, think of this. How long have you been married? 34 years. Right. How many times do you have to fall in love with your wife? More than once. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's a true statement. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, yeah. I realized this a couple of years ago. Like, I got to fall in love with my wife. Yeah. Many times. Yeah, yeah. It's active. It's active. It's a verb. Yeah. It's you not, know? she, I'm it's not. It's not a feeling that comes and goes. It's, it's, you bring it on by your actions and your yeah. intention. Absolutely. Yeah. Same thing with everyone else in life. You got to fall in love with real estate or fall in love with helping people or fall in love with God mm-hmm. or fall, I mean, you have to keep doing it every single day. Mm-hmm. Passion. Um, all right. Uh, wrapping this up, Mikey, is there is there a routine that you have that's really important to you? A morning routine, Definitely. a nighttime routine? Yeah. Tell us about that. So you can probably guess, right? And yeah. In the mornings, it's I get up, time. have coffee yeah. with my wife. Yeah. Um, we do prayers for, with each other. Mm-hmm. So we got um, prayer books for mm-hmm. husbands and wives. Mm-hmm. We do a prayer, mm-hmm. getting our eyes off self mm-hmm. right at that point mm-hmm. because in a marriage it shouldn't be just but me, 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 me. Mm-hmm. So we do that, um, and then I go work out, mm-hmm. and that's when I spend time with the Lord. Mm-hmm. Was, I'm hour and a half I spend time with the Lord, praying, mm-hmm. listening to sermons, opening my eyes, self evaluating myself. Is all while you're working out? Yes. Wow. Okay, Absolutely. I love it. It's because. You got nothing else to do or nothing. Yeah, else you're to active. See. You're work. I mean, I know some people are like, "Oh, I went up on the mountain. I went to the temple." No, your temple is the gym. Yeah, it is. I mean, because yeah. God is omnipresent. He's everywhere. Yeah, how many can tap in? So yeah, he's a multitasker too. He oh. doesn't mind you doing stuff. Yeah. So yeah. that's what I do every day. I set my day up for success, praying. So what time are you up at? Five thirty. Okay. Yeah. And you're in the gym by six thirty. Okay. And you're home by eight. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Then what? Then, tackle the day. I go take a shower, right? Uh-huh. I always say, like, you gotta be clean. <laughs> so, we do that, and then. We didn't um, go biker shower. Do no biker. But, yeah, you go do that, and I come in the office, and I, you know, um, on my way in the office, I systematically go through what I need to do today. Mm-hmm. I mean, my, I have almost a photographic memory, so it's pretty good. Okay. You know, so I don't have to write stuff down. Right, just, right. I go boom, 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 and I go get it done. Yep. And some days I'm out of the office by noon. Uh huh. Some days I work till six, seven, eight. And is there anything you do right before, you, like at nighttime? Do you like think about, hey, the next day, or whatever? No, it is? I, 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 I sit there and um, put like uh, uh, music. So mm-hmm. it's like uh, Hertz music, like ninety. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so yeah just a that, good, uh, good uh, yeah. frequency. Yeah, frequency of, of Hertz. So yeah. it's like nine sixty two or nine sixty three. You would say, say is God's Hertz. Of, okay. Of God. Yeah. Right. So yeah. listen to that. I spend time um, kind of reflecting on my day, decompressing, right? thanking God. Yeah. Um, praying over my kids. Uh huh. Praying for our future. Uh huh. And then my wife, like, she lays by me and we talk, and I rub her back. Every night I rub her back. Wow. And we spend time together. And Bro, way to go. I don't watch TV much. Yeah. I just don't. Yeah, it's amazing how much time you have when you turn off the boob tube. Right? Yeah, well, yeah, that's just it's mind control. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just mm-hmm. what it is, you know. Yeah, programming. <laughs> that's what it is. So yeah. that's that's what my day consists of usually. I mean, it differs during, it, during the day, uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. But the standard is the, is the morning of my wife and me, and then spending time with the Lord. 
Okay. That's the standard every day. So you're spiritually intentional is what I hear you saying. Yep. And you're serious about the person. You're serious about the time that you go into it by saying, I want to be empowered by God. Yep. And at the end of the day, I want to just reflect, thank God for all everything that happened, good or bad, yep. and reboot again for another day. That's right. And connect with my family. Connect with my family. And people can do that all different ways, but there's some real foundational principles there yep. that I would say you could do, you know, in your own way if you wanted to. Well, sure. I mean, but what the Bible says, the kingdom of God and all this be added to you. Totally. Yeah. It's just what it is. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so, you know, I pray for wisdom. I pray for knowledge and understanding. I mean, the, yeah. You loosen these things up to you, and it comes. Yeah, it does come. Yeah. I mean, you you have not because you ask not. Amen. I mean, it's yeah. just what I yeah. mean. There's so many things I can keep yeah. saying. Yeah. But you got you got to know it though. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You got to know it. And and the knowing comes by the doing and the experience. Spending time. You getting in the crack and yeah. you go, okay, God, I need some help, and you realize, wow, I got the help. It's yeah. like, well, that you know, <laughs> right. someone was watching out right. for me. What's going on here? Yeah. So, um, so uh, you know, last question, Mikey. Uh -huh. So. There's a there's a there's something called like a flow state for people, mm -hmm. where you know a fighter would say that my the working out I do the training I do is intentional and I have to put my mind to it. But when I, my feet hit the canvas, I stop thinking and I'm in, I'm in a flow state. You react. You know? Yeah, you react. So what what is for you? What is the? What are those moments for you? Are they you sharing your faith with other guys? Are they, is it you doing real estate where you're real, or are you dealing with agents? When are you like at your very best? Lately, it's been all of them. Oh wow, that's great! It really is. You just bring in the flow. I bring it the everywhere whole, you go. Yeah, everywhere I go. Shine the I mean, light. You like you said, um, you're getting closer to God. Yeah. Right. And yeah. then you realize who you are in God. Yeah. But God's in you. Mm -hmm. So if you realize it. That you're flowing all the time. You're full. He's in you. Yeah. I mean, you are in God for yeah. sure. Absolutely, it's great. Yeah. But you get that different level of like He's in you too. Right. So you have that. Yes. To see and feel, and you're bringing divinity. You are his. You are his instrument. Well, that's that's yeah. we are the church. Yeah. No doubt. We are a church. But you got the best stone, living stones. Best best aspect of your life is being who you think or know. That God calls you to be, or told you to be. Okay, it's, so you're 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 getting through your day, and you're realizing I'm dry. Um, you know, I didn't act the way I didn't respond the way I right. wanted to. Um, something happened, my, a, a thought, whatever it is. How do you reboot? Well, I reboot is is I take a second, mm -hmm. right? Obviously, prayer mm -hmm. because pray without ceasing. Mm -hmm. You pray, and like, listen, I know I messed up here. Mm -hmm. Forgive me. Show me the right way to do this next time. Mm -hmm. Right? Let's let's correct this behavior or correct this thought or correct um, how I reacted. Yeah, you get another chance at it, right? Absolutely. I yeah. mean, his mercies are new every day. Yeah. So you sit and reflect and, and, and like, hey, how can I be better here? Yeah. Because the Holy Spirit does that for you. Yeah. He does. It's, there's a difference between, because people think condemnation and conviction is different. They're same, mm -hmm. but they're totally different. Yes. Holy Spirit convicts, mm -hmm. which he's, he's just like your father, like you as a father, yeah. as your daughters. Yeah. He had a Convict them and discipline them. And call them to a new level. This is not what we do, right? The devil condemns. Shame, guilt, you I'm a loser, up, right? can't do it. But they're totally different things. Yeah. Amen. Condemning means you, you can't fix this. Mm -hmm. Convicting is like, yeah, you can. Just try it better next time, mm -hmm. right? So, 
but yes, that's how, that's how I reboot. Um, I might listen to um, a little sermon, like a ten minute sermon, mm-hmm. if I, mm-hmm. you know, I feel I need to. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're all over the place. You can go on YouTube; they're yeah. everywhere. Yeah. I mean, there's some good stuff out there. So yeah, some positive, just yep. impacting stuff. Yeah. And reset. Reset yourself. You don't lose unless you think you lose. You just yeah. don't. There's always a new t- a new opportunity. There's always a new opportunity. You didn't, you didn't lose. Yeah. You just you thought you lose. I mean, you are not of what you do, mm-hmm. right? What you do sometimes doesn't reflect the best light on you, yeah. right? But you are not what you do. It's not you. Mm-hmm. You are this. You are this wonderful, cherished, designed by the Almighty God. Mm-hmm. You are that. Yeah. So how do you get back to that? How do how do we get back to that as a whole? Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Is not getting your eyes off what you did and what you've done because condemnation will keep you there. Fear mm-hmm. keeps you there. Mm-hmm. You know? Just fear is one of the biggest things. You know, the, the battleground right now huge mm-hmm. is here in mm-hmm. your mind. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. Yeah. I got a tattoo right here that says, so you think, so you speak, so you act, so you are. Brother, I love it. Yeah. So that's great. Yeah, as a man thinketh, so he is. Right? That's right. All right, Mikey Whitcomb, folks. If you uh, take a listen to this slowly with a with uh, something to write on, you'll have fifty different nuggets that you can live your life by. And we thank Mikey for that. Mike, uh, yes. I'm looking forward to catching up with you in a year yeah. when. New stuff is happening. Right. Uh, we want to thank you for being a client of Land Trust. Yep. Um, and we wish you the best. We want to thank you for building into our audience. Uh, you know, this is, uh, this. Uh, uh, the name of the podcast is People Not Titles. A, a little play on, you know, title insurance. Right. But that you, uh, I can tell you're a guy that looks beyond the title right. and looks at the person. So right. I thank you for that. So Yeah, I appreciate it, man. Thank All you. All right. You're welcome. Yeah. All right.